Earlier this week, I had one of those days where I wondered why I had gotten out of bed and if there was actually any point in not getting back into bed and just sulking the day away. And I'm sure we've all had those days and we are bound to have many more of them in the future. Oddly though, today I woke up re-energized, enthusiastic and brimming with new ideas. So what exactly is the difference between having an utterly miserable day as opposed to an amazingly productive and uplifting one? There are probably as many answers to this question as there are people on the planet, but there are definitely some amazingly simple ways of salvaging what could, arguably, become days that could trip up the most optimistic of people. So here is the simple truth. How many times do you wake up in the best of moods, brimming with the best of intentions? How many times do you bounce out of bed, shimmy away into the shower, and belt out a power tune while solving the world's most pressing problems? How often have you sung along to some favorite song from a decade ago while reliving your misspent youth? Probably more often than you would care to admit, isn't it? Yet all too often, that early morning bounce in our step is short-lived as we battle into the reality of whiny children complaining about having to wake up early for school or the annoyance of being told at 6.55 that our little angel forgot to tell us about the glitter glue or special crayons that are needed for the art project at 8. If you're really lucky... Your good mood lasts at least until you reach the freeway and your singing and gyrating self comes to a grinding halt at the first on-ramp to the freeway to be stuck in peak hour traffic for at least an hour if you're lucky. But you can still enjoy the singing and gyrating, right? Eventually, you will get to work and hopefully your good mood will return and you will have a day to make you love work again. But we all have that one colleague that could drive a saint to murder and you are bound to bump into them at least once every day and usually more often on the very day that you are already hanging on to your murderous tendencies by the tips of your fingernails. So how do you survive the universe's worst attempts to ruin your mood or drive you insane while trying? The short and very simple answer is, you choose to have a good day. I know, I know, easier said than done, but being happy and having a good day is a choice. So how, might you ask, does choosing to be happy lead to being happy and having a good day? It's really simple. Change the way you look at what happens to you and around you. When you bounced out of bed, you did something you've been doing all your life, but you chose to bounce rather than crawl out of bed and drag yourself into the shower while looking and feeling like death. You take a shower every day. Well, most people do, we hope. So why do we not sing in the shower every day? It's a choice. If your child doesn't have glitter glue, be creative and mix some colorful sprinkles left over from last week's baking disaster 
with some honey or if the budget is tight, some apricot jam and teach your child at the same time about problem solving and creativity. At the very least, you are going to giggle hysterically every time you think about what the teacher's face will probably look like when she realizes what your child is busy doing. But by then, it will be too late for her to complain or object, and you'll be happy again. Just remember, though, to leave time to attend the teacher-parent meeting the following day. If you are stuck or cut off in traffic, as you are every morning, you should know by now that it is going to happen. So be prepared. Sip your morning coffee, preferably the really good coffee that you do not share with others. Sneak that slab of chocolate or box of donuts you've been hiding from the kids out of your bag and nibble on it. Cheating on your diet is allowed. Shamelessly make funny faces at people in other cars or wink at the good-looking guy or girl in the next lane. The reactions are bound to make your day a lot more colorful. And it's not as if these people know you or are likely to ever bump into you again. Well, we hope. And that annoying colleague or boss? Give them a dose of their own medicine. Before they can talk your ear off and complain about how miserable they are at work or how nobody does anything useful at work, dive right in and dazzle them with a 10-minute blitzkrieg of facts about how you bumped your little toe against the coffee table or how you think you're coming down with a serious case of the flu, the mumps, or the bubonic plague. Anything infectious will do. There's nothing that scares off a sympathy monger or a serial sad sack quicker than stealing their limelight. And best of all, you'll get a good 10 minutes of laughter out of watching them run off or trying to gracefully get out of the torture they inflict on others daily. And if, after causing all that mayhem, you are still unhappy or miserable, then start a conga line in the office and get everybody else to join in. Or do the Jerusalem challenge. By the time the boss comes around to investigate, you will have plenty of accomplices who will be high-fiving you all day for upsetting the boss and making their week. And maybe your boss will even show his human side and join in. Now, if none of the above tickle your fancy, go and dig deep. Rediscover your long-forgotten creativity and Dennis the Menace mentality. And come up with your own list of things to drive others batty and lift your own mood. If you have children who are still an overgrown adult child, you should already have plenty of material to work with. This is Nazreen Valbrook-Williams, the host of A New Life with Naz. So join me again next week as, together, we overcome our challenges and journey towards a brilliant, beautiful, fulfilling and happy future. Be brave. Be bold. Be you. Until next time, this is Naz wishing you a beautiful new beginning.